Hey, consider switching up with Duds there. That's stiff for this town. He could be an agent or something. Yeah, maybe a third-tier agent. At least they don't look like a lumberjack. Okay, enough. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Even these. Even these. (laughs) Even these. You bet your butt we are. Even these. The best part of this episode is that I don't have to look at Rick Springfield anymore after this. I I hope. Sayonara. I hope. Like, unless there's some witchy satanic magic that happens, I do not have to look at Rick Springfield anymore. Yeah. Super excited about that. Good stuff. How are you, Chris? <laughs> I'm I'm feeling it, man. I'm yeah? feeling it today. Jeremy, question for you. Okay. Are you feeling it? Uh oh. We'll find out, folks. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> After this commercial break. This is a very nebulous it that I'm not really willing to commit to it yet. I'm uh. just I'm just not I don't know if I'm hundred percent there. Uh okay. I am one hundred percent in support of people donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They get access to our Discord, exclusive content. All kinds of cool shit. Thank you to any and all of the new patrons. We very, very much appreciate it. Um, there was some weird thing with sales tax that happened on Patreon. Mm-hmm. You probably heard a bunch of people talking about this if you patre- use Patreon at all. I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian Wade told me that he got charged sales tax from Duckfeed and from the old gods of Appalachia, but not us. So I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. If you have a problem with sales tax, get at me, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, Chris, what's been happening in season 12 of Supernatural? Um, you know, honestly, not that much. Last time with Supernatural, the Winchesters went to a hunter funeral, right? That uh, reunited them with uh, Mary. And um, Mary, as you might know, is uh, Sam and Dean's mom. Uh, Mary Winchester, in fact. Um, as uh, this, this hunter funeral, I wrote this down. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Uh, <laughs> this hunter funeral also shed some light on both Mary and Jody's pasts a little bit. Um, but while they might be on better terms with one another, meaning the boys and their mom, uh, the threats of Lucifer and the British Men of Letters have yet to be dealt with. But thankfully, the crime-fighting duo Crowley and Castiel have the situation covered. That's it. Word. We are covering. Trying to be conversational about it, but the, you know there wasn't. Didn't, yeah, it didn't really work. It that didn't well. need it. Yeah, it didn't need it. it. Just sort of been a straight read right there. You know yeah. what? I'll take this to the you know to the criticism section of the podcast. So we're just you know I'll, don't worry. I'm making notes. I have a bunch of notes for you after the podcast, Excellent. Chris. You'll have to Excellent. stay. If you can stay after we record so that I can go through each and every one of them for you. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Um, Autumn's going to have some comments, too. So she's listening in, so no pressure. Okay. Can you imagine? She's in the room with you right now? Oh, or? absolutely. Yeah, she's on the headphones <laughs> she's, with no she's mic. She's the stenographer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's making notes. Ooh, 
Chris. Every, she, every once in a while, I'll just hear the scratch of a pen. Chris, I'm, she does not like this joke. I'm just going to... She's, she's, she's not... She's, I, would, I would choose a different joke. To, <clears throat> I'm going to have to edit this one out. Country Sam is not hitting with the audience right now. Uh, um, we are covering season 12, episode 7, Rock Never Dies, written by Robert Behrens, directed by Eduardo Sanchez. It came out on December 1st, 2016. Rick Springfield rocks out as a Lucifer. Lucifer realizes that as rock star Vince Vincente, he can get his fans to do whatever he wants. Thrilled with this power, Lucifer arranges to play a secret <laughs> VIP concert in order to kill uh-huh. all of them. Sam, <laughs> Dean, and Castiel enter the, enter the underbelly of the music uh-huh. industry to try to stop him. Uh, Chris, before we get really into this, I just want to yeah. just want to say we were making jokes about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air earlier this mm-hmm. week, or mm-hmm. I guess earlier... I don't know what time is anymore. A few yeah, whatever episodes that episode ago. Went out. <laughs> and in this and in that episode, I made a joke about or I I said that um Carlton's sister was named Jasmine. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that or not. And she was mm-hmm. not named Jasmine. I was thinking of the other uh 1980s, 1990s uh black sitcom A Different World where I think oh. a lot of the Huxtable people go to college. I think was the the, the thing. The main character of that was named Jasmine and starred Dwayne Wayne. Who was in this episode as the, uh, the music guy? I know it was a long walk. Russell, Russell. I was—I I knew it was going somewhere. I knew we were yeah, walking yeah. somewhere. I yeah, knew yeah. you weren't just leading me out to pasture to put a bullet in me. All right, I knew. I knew we'd be okay. Dwayne Wayne had those glasses that he flipped up, and so you could flip them down for sunglasses, oh, yeah. and then flip them up oh, for prescription yeah. glasses. And he yeah. was probably like, because this had to be like ninety three, ninety four, maybe, but maybe mm-hmm. earlier than that. Could have been like in the eighty eight, eighty nine era. I thought that was the as a kid with glasses, thought that was the coolest Dude. shit in the world. Same right. I, when I went to Disneyland or Disney World, whatever in Florida, in, in in fourth grade, you better believe I was rocking those suckers. I thought I was. Hell yeah! Uh, primo shit down there, wearing a Mickey Mouse visor with my spiked hair through the visor and those mm-hmm. shades, wearing a like a three XL T shirt <laughs> and very long shorts. Meanwhile, I'm with my dad, who's wearing a tank top that covers nothing. Nothing. Short shorts that cover nothing, and a leather fanny pack that holds everything. <laughs> I um I have some old pictures of when I went to Disney World, and the only one that I really remember is um, me with a giant Mickey hat sitting on Spider Man's lap. What was Spider Man doing there? What man? was what was Spider Man doing there? Is an excellent question. And why was he allowing kids to be on his lap? It's not fucking That's, Santa Claus. Yeah, I don't know. That one's funny. <laughs> it's not. It's a really amusing picture. My great grandmother loved it, though. Apparently, I was a huge Spider Man kid. So wow. All right. So all right. One week ago, right? We get some dweebs on Supernatural trying to summon the devil. Yep. I called them dweebs before I even even saw the face reveal. Um, they're just like a dudes in a basement and um. The, the guy looked up a, a summoning spell online and bought what is a uh, supposed to be a fossilized Lucifer feather online. Um, so they do this little spell. And what do you know? <laughs> it actually works. It's actually a real fossilized Lucifer fe- feather, which I guess I was like, kind of cool with like that bit of lore. That, yeah. That's a thing that's out there. Ridiculous um, to think in like, what, what, is, what has it been like a few hundred thousand years if that hasn't been yeah. found but sure no, all right i'm into no it sweat. it's no just sweat. it's just online bro it's just online um yeah this dude bought it they use it actually summons lucifer uh he's all melted from being on the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. and good makeup he, effects here i like this yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's actually like looks pretty cool um made this and, dude look his age <laughs> yeah um, gotcha springfield god you <laughs> son of a bitch get the um, fuck off my show <laughs> Yeah, he kills these kids, and he uh, takes the fossilized feather and uses it to uh, get himself back up to full health. 
And um, boom, there we go. He refills his HP. That's right. This is an and, Estes um, flask. Uh, from here, we go to the main episode where Dean is playing words with friends with his mom. Uh, it's kind of funny that he spells the word twerking, which has a high word score. And then she hits him back with splurge. Um, interesting enough, the trivia and the Wikipedia pointed out that the letters remaining on his rows could spell out the Lucifer. word Lucifer, which I thought, yeah, you know, I guess I wrote that down. Interesting. I paused, I paused the screen when he first showed his phone to see if there was anything interesting there. And I was like, oh, he's writing twerking. Okay. And then Dean shows the phone to the camera a second later. And I was like, well, that was a lot easier. <laughs> I could have just, I could have just not done the could thing that waited, I just did. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and like the Netflix, like pause bar kept like coming oh, up. Like, dude, that fucking pause bar. I was like, stop it, it. Stop it. <laughs> get out of here. I was making um, some primo Merlin gifts and that thing got to get in the way the other day. It was really frustrating. The worst. Yeah. The worst. Um, okay. So yeah, he's playing words with friends with Mary. Um, they get on the phone with with Cass, right? Yes. They're talking about mm-hmm. um, Lucifer. <laughs> he basically <laughs> he basically causes like, hey, we got we got a lead on Lucifer, and then Sam starts immediately getting notifications about uh, yeah. Vince Vicente. Google alerts. Yeah, um, and he's Vince is getting the band back together. He's putting Lady Heart back together. They're on TV. Um, Crowley grabs the phone from Castiel and they puts it on speakerphone and he's like, this just doesn't feel natural. Nobody would want Aerosmith to go on a reunion tour. It's 2016. You can keep crazy mm-hmm. at the house. Nobody cares about your toys in the attic, Steven. Um, it's for all the 70s Aerosmith yeah, fans yeah. out there. Um, but he says, like, this doesn't feel right. This has got to be something for Lucifer. And he wants the boys to come out to L.A. Um, there's gonna be a couple of these throughout this episode where we get like Dude. the Hollywood montage and the B-roll is so weird. What is happening with this? Like they're so happy to be able to be in LA for some reason. Like I, it's weird because uh, Autumn lived in LA for a while, and so I have I have like visited LA. But like when you hear people talk about it, it's such a weird fucking thing the way that they talk about it. And I just it's just a city, y'all. Like you can calm down with this LA bullshit. Like it doesn't nobody cares that much. I promise. Although, and they even, yeah, it does, you know, it doesn't matter. So we just keep seeing a lot of, of B-roll. Um, and Pr- Crowley pops up at this, I guess, music agency, whatever, to talk to this guy named Russell. These two clearly know each other. They clearly have, like, a demon deal situation going on where uh, Crowley will, um, you know, buy the souls of young up-and-coming stars to make them famous, blah, blah, blah. This um, is, I, I love this. I love the fact yeah. that, like, this is how Crowley operated of, like, hey, you bring me a young up and comer that has a little talent. I will make them a lot of talent, and then we, you can make money. And I will get the soul. Like this is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, at some point, our our fella Vince here, possessed by Lucifer, um, pitched getting the band back together to this guy. Um, because as you know, Lucifer, Lucifer now he wants followers. He wants fame. He wants people to be devoted to him. And so he's like, what better way to do that than to go as an aging rock star? Um, this is where I was like, oh, okay. I am like, we're clearly doing some sort of commentary on maybe fan culture or like celebrity worship or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get where they're going with this, but I like immediately just wished that they weren't doing it. <laughs> I just, there's, there's nothing that feels less awkward than this kind of like chiding of a younger generation. Yes. Um, and especially coming from a fucking CW show whose audience is primarily teenagers and primarily like early 20 somethings. And I know that's not all of you. Like, please don't think that I'm I'm making a wide thing, but like CW is targeted at a younger audience. Like it's not Mm -hmm. fucking TBS. Um, It's, it just kind of feels 
ridiculous for a show like this to be like, oh, mm-hmm. social media. It's not about the music. It's about it's, it's about the likes and the engagement. And I, I you know, it it just doesn't ring true, and it just right. doesn't make any sense for me to care about this in the context of chasing Lucifer. It's yeah. It seems like it's like taking the show almost to a place of saying like, well, I'm not like other girls. Um, like the, the you know the trope that just is like take something. And, and puts other women down with it like something for women and puts other women down but i don't know i, I watched a video on it a while ago but <laughs> i can't articulate it i watched it now this that, video that somebody retweeted on my timeline yeah. so i can just like the idea that oh if i watch i watch the cw but i watch supernatural i don't watch xyz show because i'm not yeah. like these other because uh, the video i was watching was about how much people hate the things that teenage girls like and hate them because of it when yes. it's like yeah, I think we've probably talked about this before. Anyway, I just don't. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't necessarily like the tone that some of this is taking. Um, I just, I, you know, I miss, I miss the boys just being out in a cornfield somewhere hunting a scarecrow. You know, <laughs> I don't need them taking on Twitter. That's not what I need my boys doing. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Also, um, this whole thing, like the this whole concept, was better handled, and I can't believe I'm saying it was better handled in the <laughs> the Anne Rice book where Vampire Lestat, like he he basically becomes a rock star and does this whole thing. Like he only uh-huh. performs at night. Everybody worships him. He loves him. He starts like basically feeding off of their energy. And throughout this episode, Lucifer is just like, yeah, I just want them to hurt themselves and die for me. Like I get off on this for no reason. And I'm like, yeah. man, you could like actually create a religion. Like you could probably found like your own fucking cult if you wanted to. Like, why are you, why are you so short sighted I- with this stuff when you've been around <laughs> for so long? At the beginning of this episode, even though he had like these dweeby cultists or whatever, I thought that he was actually going to lean into it and that we would get Lucifer cult. And yeah. Like, these people like actual like just humans who are, are now devoted to him coming after Sam and Dean and stuff like that. And, um, you know, doing evil things in his name. Like that would be scary. That'd be a lot harder for the boys to stop. There's no magic bullet. I mean, just regular, but regular bullets, I guess. But it would just be something a little bit, you know, different, <laughs> just more challenging re- <laughs> for them to have to, to deal with. You know? There's no magic so, bullet for a cult besides, you know, regular bullets. <laughs> just, just regular bullets. But, you know, that's it, it could have been something engaging like that. That would have been fun where they, they're dealing with the British men of letters on one side and, and, and a, a Lucifer cult a, a on the other A fucking satanic side. cult on the other. Hell yeah. Especially like housed around like this rock star thing. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, we go back to the boys who are in a, in the Impala driving to LA. Dean is on a rant. How much he hates it. How much the dudes wear skinny jeans and everybody sips lattes or whatever, whatever, whatever. This feels like pretty hack writing to me too. Like of just mm-hmm. I'm a jock that hates LA for some reason. Um, I can't imagine Dean would actually care what anyone wears. Well, and I, I feel like, and I, I and I very much don't expect. Um, I mean, we're. I don't know how many we're 200 something episodes deep into this thing, but like the last time he had anything to do with a movie set in LA, he fucking loved it when he was every second when he was like the, like a, not a producer. What was he like a assistant or something? something, Yeah. yeah. He was a personal assistant, uh, a production assistant or whatever. He fucking enjoyed the hell out of it. So where is all this like anti LA stuff coming from? Yeah, and he was like in love with the lead actress. It was a whole thing. Dude, it was a whole thing. It was great. I loved that shit up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so he's on this rant, and eventually he realizes that Sam is not listening to him. And uh, Sam says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was listening to a podcast." And he's like, "Well, listen, listen to it together." And he's like, "Oh, it's a historical podcast about religion, and you know, uh, it's really boring. You wouldn't want to do it." And then Sam, excuse me, Dean leans over, uh, jerks the aux cable out, and out comes uh, a bunch of Lady Heart, specifically this uh, 
Messiah death, death Messiah. What is this? The bloody, Something bloody like Messiah. That, yeah. yeah. Bloody Messiah. Yeah. This song plays like four or five times. It's got to be exactly the way that I feel about hunks of summer where I just want to put it everywhere because we worked so hard on it. Like I bet these boys yes. worked really <laughs> hard on it, but by the time this episode ended, I was like, I never <laughs> want to listen to it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gets he gets like real defensive about this music too. He's like, "This is hard rock, okay? It's not just hair metal. It doesn't matter." Sam, pick a different hill. Um, so we cut over to Lucifer at the studio. The band is there. We got our boy Tommy back. Um, and Tommy's like, "Bro, are we gonna like record or what?" And uh, Lucifer doesn't he doesn't care about making music. He just wants to be worshipped. Great <laughs> celebrity commentary, everybody. <laughs> uh I, I won't belabor the point but like i dude i just you know you know what i feel really bad for tommy tommy seems like he was real excited about this whole process we later learned that he has a couple of kids in college he, he's just really happy he just wants to make fucking music man and mm-hmm. he's getting he's getting music blocked by fucking lucifer himself it's the worst um the boys meet so the boys up with finally yeah go ahead yeah they meet up with cast the agency they make fun of his outfit He's like, at least I don't look like a lumberjack. Boom. Dude. Nailed it. <laughs> Got him, dude. Roasted. Um, yep. Uh, and then Crowley comes in. He confirms, yes, Vince is Lucifer. That all checks out. Um, thankfully, Crowley has the key card to Vince's hotel room. So they go check it out. Castiel thinks there was a fight here, but no, it's just trash because he's living that rock star lifestyle. Um, and his room is filled with rock star biographies which is maybe the dorkiest thing lucifer's ever Dude, done i mean like he's literally got stuff on like um and I, he, sam says this in a certain way and i don't know how to I, I can't replicate it in my mind now he says zz top in the weirdest fucking way he says like zz top or something like that and like i was right. like, like he's the, never heard it said out loud before. like he's literally and he's from texas he sh- he's probably yeah. heard zz top in his life like i'll give that dude credit but i uh, i just why are you reading a biography of two guys? ZZ that- Top? ZZ Top? ZZ Top? Yeah. Like, and they maybe maybe we're saying it wrong, but no, I'm not. It's ZZ Top. I cannot know. It's ZZ Top. The only, I guess, nefarious thing that they find here is a human tooth pulled out by the root. I thought this was going to lead somewhere. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't ca- specifically lead anywhere. <laughs> Castiel finds what he thinks is a spell, but just ends up being his like Lucifer's breakfast menu. Yeah, yeah. Um. So from here, we um. What are we going? We go to Vince, who is hanging yeah. out with uh, Rosaline. Uh, Ros- oh, okay. Rosaline. I, I, go ahead. <laughs> I typed out the girl from the studio, and then they said her name, and Rosaline, and my phone autocorrected rosaline to road alone Ooh. so i was like i don't know what i was right here <laughs> vicious very confused <laughs> chris yeah. does not like groupies everybody yeah, i hate them <laughs> i hate them um uh so yeah rosaline is a is a i guess a groupie but she basically absolutely worships vince she watched him on headbangers ball uh which if anybody doesn't know what that is just go put that in youtube because that'll be a fun yeah. 20 minutes or so um she she was made fun of for liking this hair metal music. Everybody made fun of her shirts and her tats. Yeah. And she's just been in love with them his entire life. And he says, well, what would you do to prove it? And she says, anything. And he pulls out a knife and says, would you bleed? Uh, and she begins to look a little nervous, but she grabs the knife and literally starts cutting herself. Um, yes. And we kind of crash cut to the, the boys meeting the doctor who's taking care of Rosaline, who says that she carved Vince Vicente's name into her chest. Uh, didn't miss a letter and went deep and uh i just gotta say like this just feels like 
small fucking potatoes for Lucifer. It just makes me wish that Lucifer wasn't yeah. on the show. Like I have said a zillion yep. times. Yep. What's he doing? What's he doing? He didn't even kill her. It's not like, even. A- he's done a lot. He's done a lot. She didn't even die. Now, if this was real life, you wouldn't be saying she didn't even die. But we're talking about supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what is he doing? Did he did he just watch the first Saw movie? It was like, what if yeah. I did this, but like kind of hammy? Like, is that what's happening? And I get, oh, he gets off on the power of having the devotion that people will do anything. For Absolutely. I Understand I that. But again, small potatoes for, you know, the king of hell or whatever, Lucifer. <laughs> like, he's big. He's supposed to be a, the big fish so i don't know it also just seems like he would be above this shit yeah I'm, like and, and the thing I is know. actually i i'm gonna i'm gonna correct that chris i feel like we want it he we want him to be above this shit but the lucifer yeah. as betrayed on the screen and in, in the tv show supernatural is not above this shit whatsoever right. like we just we just want this character to be so much better we are projecting that he is and he's not yeah. at all there was like maybe some like flickering moments when he was first introduced to the show where it seemed like he you know had his shit together and he yeah. was sinister and he had his own personality and it's like after a certain point he just became a parody of himself it's like, you know, in, on Game of Thrones, when a Tyrion stops being smart at a certain point, they just were writing plot stuff for him. Yeah. Um, that's what's, you know, that's what's happening to Lucifer here. Um, so they go and interview uh, Rosaline, who basically just begs them to, to get her to back into Vent, to Vince so that she can go to the show. Um, Vince is hanging the out. Secret show. The secret show. Vince is hanging out with his uh, social media person who is telling him, like, we're going we're gonna to do this secret show. Only the diehard fans will be able to get in. It's more about the people who don't get tickets than the people who do. And he's like, look, I don't want old diehard fans. I want new fans. I, wanna, I want new, fresh blood. Um, and she's kind of getting a little concerned about this, but, like, because mm-hmm. she sees actual blood on the floor from where that chick just cut herself. But, you know, yeah. we don't really have time Even- to deal with this. We just have to talk about how social media is bad. Right. Even at this point, I'm still expecting him to try and be like growing this like dangerous cult following. Yeah. I'm still thinking that's where they're going. But no, because he didn't even practice like he doesn't have some like Lucifer magic skill to play an instrument or sing or whatever. He's just just gonna this is a one time thing. This is one time thing that he's gonna do, I guess. And then what? What's his fucking end game here? Nothing. Nothing. The, the thing that cracks me up too, uh, uh, I, I say crack me up about a woman's mutilating herself. So like, bear with me, guys. But um. The thing that that is so dumb about this is that he had her carve Vince Vicente's name into her chest. Not Lucifer. Not even Lucifer. Not even fucking no. Morningstar. Like you should you should refer to me by my god name. Like is what or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. He is just really <laughs> and, I mean he's gonna cry at the end of this episode, so I guess he's dealing with a lot. It's so hammy. It's so fucking hammy. Like, uh, why did they turn they turned Lucifer into a teenager but put him in the body of a seven year old man? <laughs> it did fucking what Rick Springfield. What is happening right now? Uh, would this be would this whole thing be better if it was like a uh, if it was like if it was like whoever the lead singer of Bright Eyes is? I don't I don't know. Connor Oberst? Yeah. yeah, if they got Connor Oberst to do this, yes, like, would this better. would this be like a thousand percent better if this was pure fucking emo and he's like like, I want yeah. all of my followers to suffer like that kind of I don't know what I don't know how that dude is in real life yeah. or whatever I don't think he's like that but I think he just likes to party but uh but I know what you mean what if this was Phoebe Bridger's uh first role yes yes <laughs> bring her on Phoebe <laughs> Phoebe get at me uh, it took me a long time to realize your name was Bridger's instead of Bridges but Chris got it done for you <laughs> we got it done Phoebe we're out here for you I can barely say the word Uther correctly so I'm, this is a this is a yeah. big step for me 
Listen, we got Geralt, we got Uther, and we got Phoebe Bridgers, okay? Her new album is great, Jeremy. Anyway. I'm sure it um, is. So We go back over to so, Crowley, who is explaining yeah. to the boys that it's actually not about the music. Um, it's all about this devotion. He was a king for a while, and that... that they're like, yeah, we know Lucifer didn't start a band because yeah. he likes music. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit in the world, right? Like, the fact, like, uh, what did they, why did they go visit Rosaline? Like, I don't under, anyway. I don't know. Um... So they decide, like, we've got to figure out how to uh, figure out where the concert is, because it's a secret concert, and also how to stop it. Can Rowena help? And, of course, Crowley says, Rowena's not going to help until they actually get Lucifer. Um, Mm -hmm. So now we get this weird, like, time to split up and go on our various paths. Crowley goes to try to get tickets from Dwayne Wayne, and that doesn't work. Uh, Castiel goes to visit the drummer, Tommy, and that doesn't work. And then Sam and Dean... (laughs) incredible stuff what can you can you just lay out this i don't i'm so sam and dean went to h&m and they picked up some hot new outfits and i'm not gonna lie they look pretty good dean is inside with with sunglasses on they're just doing the whole thing is dean wearing they, shoulder pads in this jacket i i don't know what he's got going on with that jacket man i mean he's looking fly but he looks like a different person i don't um, know that i can go down the fly road with you i don't i think i would stop around like just awkward <laughs> Okay. All right. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, they're in there like, we're basically the American Oasis. <laughs> um, they just do a horrible job selling themselves, um, talking to this agent, talking to Vince's agent. Um, and long story short, she's like, listen, I like met with you guys because I thought you looked hot in your photos, but you suck. You suck so much ass. You are not cool at all. Oasis sucks. I'm out of here. Um, so th- that's a dead end for them, but they don't change for the rest of the episode. Well, and also they, they, they go for plan B, which is just to tell her that, that he's, that Vince Vicente is Lucifer. And she's like, yeah, I don't really care about that. I'm getting paid. Like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You fucking weirdos. <laughs> Get me out of here. Yeah. You tall freaks. Are those 47 L's? Good luck buying a second pair of those in LA. <laughs> Where did you find 47 L leather pants, Sam Winchester? <laughs> Did you have them made? Did you have them in the... Is it like the fucking grenade launcher? They've just been in the trunk since season one? They've been in the trunk for a long time. <laughs> just in case I need to, pre- to pretend to be a rocker? Yes, oh, yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a lot of leather, my man. Like, just That's imag- a lot Just like imagine getting just a little bit sweaty and trying to pull those down. Just a, just, no just a no little way. bit. You know what I'm saying? You're on the dance floor and you're like, oh, damn. Oh damn! It just happened. That chili, that chili dog hit me, and I got to run to the bathroom. Got to wait in line. Now I'm in a situation. <laughs> now you're in a situation, but by the time you finally pull those suckers down, it's just an ocean. You just, just anyway, we've gone too far. So yeah, um, <laughs> nobody has any luck getting any information about anything. No, and they all just meet back up and they're bummed out. Um, the Russell actually specifically tell. No, no, that's not happening yet. I'm sorry. Um, uh. Yeah, they don't get everything. They all meet back up, and um, then we go to Vince and his crew, which is Tommy, Russell, and the social media manager. Um, Tommy says, like, it'd be super great if we had new music, but we don't, and Russell's like, wait a minute, I gave you all this money. This was the whole deal. This was the comeback tour. Like, if you can't perform, then I'm going to pull all this money, like, and you won't be able, none of this, all of this evaporates. Like, you will not be able to get anything. I own you. And of course, that's probably not a great thing to say to Lucifer, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't, that's not gonna end well. Um, and it and it doesn't it doesn't end well, Jeremy. Um, he Lucifer makes Russell here stab himself in the neck in front of Tommy. Really, in front of Tommy, you're gonna do that? Tommy's gone through a lot in the last few weeks. Tommy has had the worst roller coaster of his <laughs> life, getting tossed out of a hotel room by his friend, who's not his friend, to thinking that they're signing a new deal. He's like, I got you know my royalties are drying up. I can finally help my daughters through college. 
Everything's everything's coming up, Tommy. Um, nope. Not anymore, bro. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, the most exciting part of this episode was um, whether or not Dwayne Wayne was going to stab himself in the eye or the throat. And I was really hoping it was the eye because I thought that would be a lot of fun. But no, it was just the throat. So Dwayne Wayne is dead in this. Yeah. RP. Uh, yeah, RP. Uh, Vince gets um, out of the car and he starts like playing to the crowd. Uh, but his vessel, Chris, is starting to fall apart. You can see like it's starting to boil God. and bubble. <laughs> God, thank the Lord. The PR person quits and just leaves. Smartest move anybody makes in this entire yeah. episode is her just turning around and walking away from this entire situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy gets out. He's like, you know what? I don't think I like this anymore. <laughs> After watching a man die, uh, he texts Agent Beyonce. And he's like, yo, the secret show is here. Come through. Um, <laughs> Come so through, they Agent can finally- Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, they can finally go to the show. Um, and we see Lucifer and everybody getting ready to go on. Um, or no, rather we see, sorry, we see our crew getting ready to go into the show. Um, Sam is like, everybody remember, we have to save the people. We can't just hunt the thing. Um, Cass says, Hey, it's my responsibility to stop Lucifer. Now, you know, I'm a Sam fan, so I'm probably just reading too much into this okay. because Sam right here is like, Hey, no, it's not your responsibility to stop Lucifer Castiel. Um, and he makes another, there's another thing at the end of this episode that made me think that. Sam is still thinking that maybe somehow he has to do something about Lucifer. I don't know if that's the case or if he's just trying to be nice to Cassiel and saying, like, hey, we're all going to work together to do this. I don't know. I um, I mean, if we go back to where the reason why they let Lucifer out in the first place or even allowed Lucifer to escape and how like that entire plan didn't really work. And Sam is not necessarily directly responsible for it, but he was. He was he was tricked by Lucifer into yeah. into all of this stuff. Um, I kind of forgot that was like a sinister thing where Sam thinks he's getting visions from God, but it was visions from Lucifer. Yeah, again, like it just let's just ask: is is does everybody did everybody on on the, on the podcast think that Samuel Chester could just be living in an elaborate hallucination given to him as torture by Lucifer, <laughs> and that could be at the end of season fifteen? I'm just saying, I'm just, just throwing it out hey, there, everybody. Just putting it out into the air. Do with it what you will. Um, um. So they decide that Castiel is basically going to be there to buy them time, so they can get everybody out of the venue. Yeah. Because they don't want anyone involved in any of this, which I guess is it's pretty smart. Um. Backstage, Lucifer just kills these other two chuds who are in this. Dude, band. These other two guys are like, man, these girls are young, and this beer is cold. Rock and roll. And they fist bump like that's just. Oh like, my god! And like the one of the dudes doing looks a like, pre-COVID fist bump. What are you thinking? One of these dudes looks like he's like eighty-five years old, and the other one looks yeah. like he's fourteen in comparison. It's like weird. it's weird. Um, there's also a bunch of shots of like when they open up the doors to the venue of everybody running in with lady heart shirts and like. Whoa! partying down it just seems so fucking fake and plastic like not in that like i hate la kind of way but it's just a literal like this doesn't look good kind of way it's yeah it's 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 weird that they went for this whole bit i don't know yeah um he's about to kill tommy when castiel shows up uh and they kind of start uh you know squaring off against each other crowley shows up sam and dean enter the crowd and like music starts playing there's a bunch of fighting between crowley and lucifer uh eventually uh, Lucifer reveals that like I'm, he he's going to get on stage and ask the crowd to hurt themselves, just like Rosaline did. Uh, and if they won't do that for him, he's just going to kill them all. Um, and he says that he's done with all of his Christian baggage, and he just wants to be famous because it's fun. Um, again, I feel like this is... I see what they're going for here. I really enjoy the, like, I don't want to be tied to all this Christian baggage stuff. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I just think this is kind of cheesy, and like you said, low stakes, and just 
This kind of just short sighted. Like, yeah. Like, where is this going to take him? You get one of these, man. Like, you get yeah. one concert where like forty five people in 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 lady heart t shirts kill themselves or whatever, and then that's it. Like, everybody knows Vince Vincente is a weirdo. You don't get to do this anymore. Like, I. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe that's it. Maybe I mean, he knew that the, he's, the yeah he he's burning through his vessel. Maybe yeah. he's like, let me just get something big out of this, and then I'll move on. Um, and I get that that's kind of, I mean, we're going to get to it in a minute. That's kind of his whole thing is everything's meaningless. Um, I don't know. Just like, don't make a whole fucking half a season about this shit. If it's meaningless. Dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Sam and Dean are in the crowd trying to get everybody out of there. Um, you know, they, they spot the fire alarm. There's all sorts of shit going off. Um, backstage Crowley, Castiel and, uh, Lucifer are still fighting. Tommy finally he finally gets killed. He hung out for a while, man. We saw this we saw this guy far more than I ever would have expected to see this actor, man. He hung around. We thought he was um, dead in the first in the premiere of this when we saw him get thrown through that thing. We named that episode R.I.P. Tommy. I forgot to rename it after we realized he was still alive. <laughs> so like we can't even talk we can't even say R.I.P. Tommy. Here we are six episodes later. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um this dude, yeah, he he hung around, but he's gone now. Um I thought that him, you know. Castiel maybe had like a special relationship so he'd bring him back or something, but nope. nope um, too late for back that. out to the crowd. Uh, Dean is like causing a scene so that Sam can like sneak over to the uh, fire alarm, which like hilarious that you have the tallest guy in the place not be the distraction <laughs> and have him be the one who grabs the alarm. But it only works for like a second. You know, the alarm is going off. People are starting to leave. Um, and then Lucifer's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and you know, snap of his fingers, lights are back on and music's playing again, whatever. He has control over fire, uh, systems now so yeah um yeah, everyone's still in there so that didn't work um well he they, they actually get people out because like they he tr- yes. lucifer tries to close the doors as people are running out and sam holds them open against lucifer's uh power we which, didn't get to that part yet is, is that not yet okay i'm sorry i jumped that's ahead that's that's when dean fires his gun into the ceiling to finally just get everybody out of the room that's right that's absolutely right i'm sorry <laughs> i did i did skip ahead because this this all of this stuff is so much fucking nonsense to me oh <laughs> uh, yeah we gotta have we gotta have vince in the background um or backstage finally be like all right i'm going on i beat up my friends so i'm gonna go on stage and tell everybody to die for me or something yes and you're right this is when dean fires into the crowd and starts clearing everybody out lucifer tries to close the door sam holds them open which seems like a new ability for young Sam Winchester. This is the most heroic thing we've ever seen Sam Winchester do. <laughs> he's finally using that wingspan to his advantage. He's just got, he's got those 47 L's locked, those arms out, and he's just letting people, I mean, they can, nobody even has to duck under his arms. It's just full, full length what running you, beneath him. What do you think that wingspan um, until is? Until everybody's out and the, the door is finally slammed closed. <laughs> I think my wingspan is about six feet. Like, I don't, I don't I have mean, anything to I, like I think confirm your wings, that. Your wingspan is, is about your height. Yeah. So he's got to be like, that's a, that's a lot. That's a that's whole. That's a seven lot. foot five. Like, <laughs> that's a lot. That man. is a lot. It took Lucifer a while to get over that. Um, yes. So they are. Once the crowd clears, uh, Sam and Dean walk back. Castiel shows up with a another classic "Hey ass butt" line and hits him mm-hmm. with the guitar. Um, this this should be better than it is for some reason. I don't know why this. Like, I think maybe I was just, just kind gets of done. Toppled into a drum set. Yeah. Um. But he forces. Uh. Or no. Dean runs up, manages to get one of the Enochian handcuffs on him, which we had, we didn't really talk about. Like that was part of their plan was to get these handcuffs on him. But Lucifer just very quickly burns those off. Uh, he forces Castiel to the ground, and Sam says, "Like, hey, like 
you and God made up. I was there. It happened in my bedroom. Like we were all hanging out in there. My girlfriend Rowena was there. And Lisa was like, "You're what? <laughs> Excuse <You're> me." What? <laughs> Crowley gives him a look like, "What? <laughs> Who? Are you sure?" <laughs> Crowley would just smirk. I think he would just smirk at that because he knows he knows she's got many other boyfriends. So, um, Sam was like, "We're in an open relationship," and I'm like, uh, "I don't think you know what that means." <laughs> the dean's like, "How come you're not dating anybody else?" <laughs> Uh, it seems pretty cl- it seems pretty closed down sam it seems like it's just you <laughs> seems like a pretty interesting uh interesting scenario you found yourself in you're calling it an open relationship okay sam um all right so yeah they just call him out they start making fun of lucifer he starts getting emotional talking about how his dad abandoned him and then his aunt showed up and he abandoned him again because he just he doesn't care and now he's like yep heaven and hell the whole world it's all meaningless nothing but a bunch of hopeless distraction addicts I was like, you know what, Supernatural, you have a point there. We are distraction addicts. I'm sorry, I was, I was, and I was, and I was, I was looking at my phone when you said that. Can you, can you go back a little bit? Uh, funnily enough, I will, I will, I will, I will cop to something. When he was doing this, I was looking at the Merlin Chandler channel on the Monster of the Week Discord. <laughs> so, That's because you're a distraction addict. Well, because I, I'm not a distraction addict. I just wanted to be distracted from this, all of this happening. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. This, enough. this is, this is the stuff that we've talked about throughout, throughout the episode of like what. What grand point are you trying to make to the supernatural audience by telling them that social media is bad or whatever, or yeah, that we're I don't hungry for distractions? Like it's he uh, he says basically that he has no plan. He just wants to destroy everything and make them watch while he does it. Um, but for now, his vessel is falling apart and just like crumbling right before them. So Lucifer burns out finally, blasts out of out of this vessel, leaves the body behind. It's basically charred up, decomposed corpse. Um. And that's just the actor. But um, boom, boom. he he. This man is like ninety five years old, and he's triple the shape I'll ever be in. So I should probably stop talking shit. Yeah, Rick Springfield <laughs> has abs in this episode. He's got abs, dude. Um, and Rick Springfield is let's see, nineteen forty nine, <laughs> so sixty no. seventy one years old. <laughs> and he's got abs. So yeah. you know what, Rick. Yeah. I take back everything I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holla at your boy about your diet regimen, my man. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen, if you're listening, um, I need help. We need we need some help. And don't say stop drinking beer, okay? I haven't tried that. And it hasn't yeah. worked. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to happen. Um. All right. So outside, Dean is calling this a win because he's like, "Hey, you know what? We didn't stop him, but we saved the people. That's good." Sam says no because Vince died. He doesn't care about the rest of the band. Just Vince. Um. And I get what Sam's saying here, saying like, you know, Vince was a person and he has now been like his image has been twisted. He has as a person has been twisted. Um, but like, you know, it's not the it's not the worst thing that's happened here, Sam. Um, and he but he does say, hey, we're not winning. We're just losing slow, which is like I I sort of how it always is for the Winchester Sam. So I don't know really know what your deal is. Um <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really like expect that kind of like turn from him here, but Dean gives it the old the old Dean uh reformation here. Um that, you know, they're gonna stop him. They're gonna stop Lucifer because that's what they do. That's what they always do. They always stop them. Uh and, and Dean is correct. Um at the end of this, Sam looks away very seriously, and that's when I was thinking like, this is Sam thinking about his relationship with Lucifer again and thinking that it's on him to try and stop this shit again. I don't know. He just seems real bent out of shape about the Lucifer situation right now. I um, I found this just a just a incredible departure from the tone and mood of the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, 
like they dealt with this woman cutting herself, like carving a name into her body, um, almost as if it didn't happen. Um, we're we're not really like we don't deal with that at all. Uh, we we go we flash back to her at one point when Sam is giving a speech about like Vince. A lot of people are going to be sad that Vince is gone and like this chick is crying because Vince is dead. And I'm like, that's not the fucking message, y'all. Like, what are you doing? Um, I, this feels so tonally out there compared to everything else that's been going on. Like he's him saying like Vince had some friends and some family. Like okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Literally every person that you've ever left behind in the in the fucking dust of the Impala tires has has a family, and like you guys have never cared about that. Like it's always been, you know, preventing the worst thing from happening, and ho- and hopefully, like the bar is preventing the worst thing from happening. Anything above that is fucking Yahtzee. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they manage to save a bunch of people, which they did, and then they are also able to prevent Lucifer from using this incredibly, I guess, influential vessel, like, I'm with Dean. This is a fucking win. Like, this is That's a win. This is a That's win. A- like, I'm sorry that yeah. Sam's favorite rocker got offed. Like, that sucks. I think that's really what it comes you down to. You think that's to. what this is? You think it's Dude, just. He that- was really looking forward to the new album. That's why he was like, we have to prove if this is Lucifer or not. And he was like, hoping against hope that it wasn't Lucifer. Dude, if this whole thing was just Axel Rose, and at the end of this, I'd be like, but we really lost a hero. Like, Dean Winchester would yeah. fucking punch me in the <laughs> face, and I would be like, what? Yeah. What? what? Dude, Spaghetti incident had brain? a couple of bops. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot deny that November Monday is a great song. I'm just saying. Great song. Just a couple of bad songs doesn't undo a lot of really great ones, okay, Dean? <laughs> uh I so yeah, this 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 ending part I thought was super weird and, and not particularly great. Yeah. I didn't think the Whatever, whole I guess man. I didn't think the whole episode was particularly great. Like we, we kind of no. breezed through this. I um Sometimes these these episodes get redeemed through our discussion, and this is this is definitely not one of those. Like I, I'm looking at the description of the next one, and I'm like not looking forward to this one. And hopefully it's it's a it's a good gimmick. But um, I get me back to Mary Winchester. Like that that shit is interesting. Yeah. Get me back to the British yeah. Men of Letters. Like I'm I'm kind of here for that shit. Like what what are we doing with all of that? When does that come back? Yeah, um, you know I don't I don't think any of us wanted to dwell on Lucifer, and I know we're not done with him, obviously. Um, you should have given him a season off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't need more Lucifer. I um did not need it. Season twelve is really weird so far. Like we've had some really really high highs, and all of this Lucifer stuff has been really really low for me. So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully it will improve as Lucifer takes over a new vessel. Like maybe maybe it won't be an aging rocker channeling Nick Pellegrino. So probably just go back to yeah, what's his name? So, uh, um, any final thoughts? No, it is what it is. Cool. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you all to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, you can also, uh, if you want to support us, in, but you don't want to cough up some cash every month, you can rate and review us on iTunes. That's always super cool. You can uh, leave us messages on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. You can find the links to all of that stuff at monsteroftheweek.cool. It also has links to our merch store in case you want to put our logo on your chest or a big kick Sam on your face. <laughs> which which somebody did uh uh-huh. you can find our logo on a fucking face mask because it's 2020 and the world is ending um right so thank you everybody that has been um saying nice things to us and talking about us it seems like more and more people are finding the show and that's a that's just a, a huge nice thing for us yeah. um we'll be back next week with more supernatural the chase continues the chase for what
I'm assuming Lucifer. <laughs> It still makes no sense, honestly, why my waveform is so small. I don't think I don't want to like turn it too far up. And then, hey, can you hear me fine? Does it sound like I'm too soft or anything? No, no, you're coming in fine. Okay, then I'm not going to worry about it. You sound hard as a rock. Damn, dog. I'll try to keep it up for you this whole time. Oh, uh, appreciate it. I appreciate it. Is that too much? Did I go too far? No, no, no. Jeremy, so I've had two it's very two broken... I've had two broken bookcases in my podcast room for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them broke a while ago, but I, I saved all of like the, the wood from it, I guess, like the shelves and the, and the sides, because good wood. You never know when you're going to need that. Um, and I had another one that broke oh, a while back, and I just never got rid of it. <laughs> you saying that it's good wood about a good bookshelf wood. that you probably got for like $30 at a department yes. store that's like yes. not good wood at all. Like just throw uh-huh. it away. Just get rid of it. I should have just thrown it away. But what I ended up doing yesterday after it's sitting around for a year was like rebuilding two new bookcases. And I am so happy with the way that it came out. Everything looks so much neater in here. I can display so many more books. It looks fantastic. And it feels like for the first time in years, I finally have this office in the way that I want it to be. There's one corner with all my sister's old shit in it. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, like we do, we doing good. Um, and of course now this is, this is my last day working from home and they're sending me back to work. So all, of of, all this effort, hey, I won't get to enjoy it anymore. <laughs> you'll still, um, I mean, look, we're not doing a very good job of tamping down on this. Cause, so like there could be a thing mm. where like, I'm fully expecting Louisiana to go back to like phase one, close down stuff. Like uh-huh. we're, I think we're going to shut down again completely. Um, I just, I just like, we, we had, 2000 new cases day before yesterday today or no yesterday was 2000 today was like 1700 like there's just no way like i know people want to work but also like we we can't like i I feel like everybody going back to work now is going to be like yep we were wrong (laughs) everybody go back home (laughs) i was just reading about all these like bars that are reopening and then they're going to have to close again and then that's going to destroy them forever yes there's no second comeback from that Mm -hmm. which that sucks for a lot of people um everyone like my mom was saying this, my boss was saying this, how like, oh, Massachusetts doesn't have any more cases, like we're going down. Um, apparently that's not true. <laughs> uh, we have not. Um, we're not as bad. We're not spiking, but we haven't like, hasn't gone away. Like we, we're, yeah. not, we're not in great shape yet. I guess Connecticut and uh, Rhode Island are doing pretty good, but I'm not in either of those places and, and neither are you. So that doesn't help us very much. <laughs> I want to say it was it was one of the northeastern states. It may have been Connecticut that like really tamped down on it, and and like their cases dropped to almost zero. Um, mm-hmm. But like they were they, even they were saying like yeah, if we we know right now like if we start opening stuff up that it's going to go right back up again. Like what, we're not idiots. Why would we do that? And I'm like yes, this is what competent leadership looks like. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Uh, um, but yeah, I still we'll haven't see. found out if my coworker was tested positive or not. I'm waiting for that answer. Oh, fun. Yeah. So. Um, and of Yo, course, just got tested. It took 15 minutes. The longest part was just like getting there. shoving, shoving the thing up her nose. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of nerve wracking knowing that like, Oh, I was standing next to someone that's probably got COVID and mm-hmm. probably don't have it. Who knows? But still scary. Yeah. It feels weird. It feels extremely weird. And like, just don't want to 
do anything. It feels weird to be living during a plague, wondering if you have the plague. Yeah. Like, I kind of wish the incubation period was a little shorter, (laughs) just for everybody's good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just so that you wouldn't think like, oh, I got, you know, I'm exposed and I'm going to carry this around for two weeks. No, I'm exposed and I'm super fucking ill immediately. Like, I wish it it hit harder, I guess, which is a shitty thing to wish upon. It's a shitty thing to say, but it's like that way you and everyone around you would know a lot sooner. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. So you could at least take measures. Uh, it's that incubation period that's kind of the um, sleeping dog, I guess. Um, and the way that my brain works is, like, I potentially got exposed yesterday, uh, and I have a sore throat today, and my brain tells me, hey, you know, that the incubation period is a while. Like, you, you could not have possibly gotten sick from yesterday. Like, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be showing any symptoms. And then my the other part of my brain goes, yeah, but you've been going to the grocery store once a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's just no escape from my shitty brain. So. Right. It sucks. It sucks yeah. so much. Having allergies here, because I'm just surrounded by trees. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad like the last couple of weeks, but for those first few weeks, crazy allergies every day. I've been like, okay, I'm dead. Like, this is, it's got me. Yeah. And I'm done for. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They, on, I was on a call yesterday for work and where they, I mean, I already knew I had to go back, but they brought it up that I had to go back acting like I should be excited about it. <laughs> I'm like, no. Bosses, like, man. I, Bosses. I'm good, man. Like, um, like, I will continue I just, to do this for my house for as long as you want me to. Like, this is yeah. way better than having to drive anywhere every single day yeah, of my life. I haven't had to put on jeans in months. <laughs> <laughs> but you've still been sleeping in them. Weird. I've Very been, strange. Well, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's none of, that's none of their business. Um, just to think of all, you know, all the episodes of Merlin that we could have been watching this whole time. Uh, I feel like I squandered the time. Um, oh, I know we yeah. talked about this a couple weeks ago um where we were like oh we're gonna record so much more but then it's just like you get the extra stress of living during a plague that you don't feel like doing anything um but the closer i got back to having to go back the more i was like can't wait let's do stuff let's let's uh i started writing again finally like trying to actually fill the time with productive stuff instead of just looking at twitter all day Yep, yep, but, yep. Uh, yep, you it, know how it is i think if um like there's a bunch of different factors in that like it's 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 really hard to start a project or to like do anything Mm -hmm. fun when there's like, I feel guilty. Like if people have noticed that I haven't been linking our Patreon on Twitter lately, like I feel guilty about asking people to support the, support the podcast when like so much that that money could be spent like in so many other better service in service of so many better things. And, Mm -hmm. um, so the idea of like, starting back dead back blood club <laughs> or right you know recording right. it, it really anything has been like kind of weird just because it feels selfish because of all of this horrible shit that goes on and it's really hard to separate that so like i just end up frozen and looking at twitter or you know watching mario streams or or whatever like that was the majority of the time that i spent in this having all of the time in the world available to me um I, you know i got some stuff done like you know i, I did some mm. things but it was if you had told me that, hey, Jeremy, you get to spend like two weeks at the house and you can do literally anything that you want to, but you just kind of have to ignore the outside world. I'd be like, oh, sweet, man. I got so much, so many projects, so many yeah. ideas. <laughs> this is going to be great. So many games to play. And like I'd, mm-hmm. you know, d- ended up in this weird form of ennui where I just didn't want to do anything. Yeah, it's been weird because both of us now have just like f- have not been playing many games. And Obviously, we're pretty pretty big gamers. If my um, Animal Crossing passport has anything to say about it, I'm a legendary gamer. I don't know. Um, I saw some people on Twitter calling it calling mm, that into doubt. Mm, immediately called out, and then so yeah, that was Steve called me a fake gamer. And then today, I unlocked fake 
as part of the title. So I was like, I'm immediately going to I'm going to change my name to fake gamer because that's funny. But it was in the wrong column. You can't like mix and match the words that they give you to create your title. Um, so I could have just been legendary fake, but that's not as funny as that's fake not, gamer. That's not as funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we had, we had a pretty good run with games for the first couple weeks of, of, uh, quarantine. Yeah. Um, we both played Zelda. I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. Dragon um, Quest, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The Dragon Quest grind was that. real. Mm-hmm. I've never stopped playing Animal Crossing, but that's not a game I play. That's just like part of my life now. Um, which, or it won't be probably when I go back to work because I won't have the time to, to check it as much. But yeah, I don't know. It's just been weird the last couple of weeks being like, okay, I think I'm burnt out on video games. Um, there's just too many things going on. There's too much information to take in about the world at all times to really just be like, I'm going to just relax with games. It just, I don't know. It'll come back. It always comes back, but it's weird. Weird, it's, weird place to be in. It's, um, and like, I don't, I look through forward, not look forward, but I look ahead to the rest of this year and I just, I can't imagine it getting any better. Like the, especially in our country, the coronavirus is basically going to be spiraling out of control until we get some form of leadership to shut mm-hmm. things down and to prevent the spread. Um, we're also in the middle of a presidential election year. So yep. around September, shit's going to get really fucking weird. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause that's kind of to the side now, but that's going to be a really contentious election. Like, there's cause to think that, you know, hey, what if Trump doesn't win and doesn't vacate the premises? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that's a that's a concern that people have voiced on the Internet. Uh, and I I just I, I just don't know, man, like there it doesn't seem responsible to turn my mind off of it. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem feasible to not do to, to not do that. To doesn't it doesn't seem feasible that I can keep paying attention to this much horrendous news this constantly um yeah the the protests are are still going even though the the news coverage isn't covering them like they're day 31 in new york and and other places uh, mm-hmm. it's it's insane it's just fucking pure insanity and i i you know we're sitting here we're going to talk about hunks and i've heard from people that like thank you so much for listening for putting this stuff out like it helps me as a distraction and that's that that's great and i'm glad that people have that i just I, man i just i feel just super fucking just awful and weird about everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be weird not to feel weird, I guess. Yeah. If, if this all just felt normal, then I know where we've gone too far. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Dark times. Dark time. Uh, Real happy. Happy hour. For the outtake thoughts here. All right. <laughs> Merlin going you've officially passed me in Merlin so where are you at where are you at because we, we recorded uh, a peek behind the curtain we're, we're getting pretty far ahead just in case I get the COVID I still want to be able to release content <laughs> uh, uh, catch me on the mic on my deathbed um, yeah <laughs> where, where are you at the funeral <laughs> yeah, please please come to the funeral and record ambient noises so that you can use it um, in the background of the podcast yeah I'm on um I think we watched season two, episode nine yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
or whatever. I was the one where uh, somebody gets hit with a love potion. Oh, God. Love potion episodes, man. I hate them yeah. so much. Yeah, it was a doozy. It was actually, it wasn't It wasn't too out of control, thankfully. Um, it, you know, Sam Winchester did end up tied to a bed during this one, so that was yeah, good. That was good. <laughs> it was just, it was mostly just wacky hijinks um, yeah. and then some hurt feelings. I ended up feeling kind of sad in that episode. But, you know. The train's still rolling with Merlin, even though we're talking about how like we feel like we shouldn't be distracted. It is a good, it is a good break from things because it's yeah. such a like I, I don't want to say wholesome, but it's a it's a lighthearted show in a lot of ways. Sure, and yeah. I think that's why a lot of us in you know our, in our Discord group have clung on to it so much because it just feels like a little bit of a happy place to go to for a little while, and then you step back out and you remember that um, that's not the rest of the world right now. And it's also good, I think, um, like you started talking about it and then I jumped on it and then um, it was kind of like a set of dominoes. So the more people that were watching it, the more people got drawn in to watch it along mm-hmm. with everybody. And it's just fun to chat about. It's fun when a thing happens and everybody's participating. Like, yeah, I've seen this happen with various uh, various like Internet services, Slack or Discords or Forbes or whatever. And like like when Dark Souls 2 came out. Right. Like I had, yeah. I, I remember like I took a week off of work for that and I would wake up and go into IRC um, and be like, Hey guys. And they're like, Hey man, where are you at today? Like it'd be one <laughs> of those things. Um, I will say you talked about a two-parter in season two that was towards the beginning of the season. And if you had told me what that was, <laughs> I would not have believed you. And I just, I was floored, Chris. That uh-huh. was the most, I I just have never seen so much filth. <laughs> like, <laughs> They lead into like I mean, what were they trolls? They were trolls, right? Uh-huh. They uh-huh. lead into it into such a way that like the actress that played the lead troll chick was having such a great time. Like she could tell she just just probably never gets to do this kind of acting, right? Where you just get to go yeah. oh, no. oh, full fucking gross is, out. Yeah. This seems like this is the first time she ever got to do anything like this in her career. She's yeah. like a, you know, an attractive actress who's like, you want me to do, huh? Yeah. You want me, you to, want me to literally <laughs> sniff my own farts, like wave it to, okay. Okay. Whatever. Sure. She yeah. She ate at that roll up. Dude, it was, it was beyond the fucking pale. And the fact that it was a two-parter is, I mean, and they got some really good humor out of it. Like I was dying in some of these scenes of just like people, you know uther going like don't you dare insult my wife and people like are you can you not see this my man (laughs) like really (laughs) and because it was uther like you just don't care just don't don't give a fuck that it's happening to him (laughs) like when merlin goes to tell the dragon about it the dragon just fucking laughs Dude, there's there's so many scenes where Merlin runs to this dragon with a huge what he thinks is a huge problem, and this dragon just f- starts fucking cracking up, and it's like I don't give a shit about that. You're gonna have to deal with it on your own, partner. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff, dude. It was it's hilarious. Uh, I'm in. I have finished the first two episodes of season three. Um, Damn. Yeah, yeah. It was it was another two parter, so I had to do it. That's why I was late to recording. Sorry about that. Again. <laughs> Sorry about well, that again. You weren't late. I was just early. Um. But the end of season two, uh, some truths are revealed uh, and some shit kind of pops off that is really cool. I got I had a really good time with the end of season two. Oh, fun. Um, and I was I was Googling because uh, Niz in the Discord mentioned, uh, friend of the show, uh, Nissa, mentioned that the 
like the budget was pretty small and uh, and I was kind of curious what that was and I looked it up and apparently the show got pretty popular in its fourth season so they increased the budget to 35 million in the fourth season well um which has cemented my desire to see season 4 <laughs> like I I may have been like like if everybody had dropped off this I probably wouldn't have gone through it but like if they are already doing this well with this kind of cash uh they they must be insane when what they can do with 35 mil so. yeah um knowing that they ended it like right after that is tragic but also knowing that they like ended on purpose is is a good thing i guess yeah um like they chose to be like to wrap it up with season five which is which is nice but um i'm in season two loving it so much that i'm i'm sad that there's only three more seasons after this yeah um because it's not like even supernatural where you're getting 20 plus episodes a season these are all 13 episode seasons right so Mm -hmm. that's it's pretty quick yeah, it goes um, it goes by fast. It is it does have that thing where which we talk about with Supernatural from time to time where the episodes feel like a million years long. Mm-hmm. Every single episode of Merlin feels like there's so much that happens all the time. Like it just every single episode feels like 2 hours or something. Like I yeah. constantly look up and I'm like, "What? How is this only How is there 10 minutes left? <laughs> there's yeah. no what yeah. else could happen? Oh, skeletons. Okay, skeletons right. happen. Skeletons are here now. <laughs> um yeah, we so we've been trying to I mean there, there's a finite amount of Merlin, right? So we're we're trying to figure out what to watch next. Um, I was suggesting Twin Peaks to Jess. Ooh, has um, she? Have you, either one of you seen? I don't know if you, I, I've seen Twin Peaks. I haven't seen the Return. Mm-hmm. Um, because I kept wanting to rewatch the series. I watched it not ten years ago, but close to it at this point. Um, so I wanted to rewatch season one or two, and I kept trying to get Jess into it. And I think around the time that we like first started dating, we may have watched the pilot. Um. And then we started watching the X-Files, but um, we both watched X-Files separately, but never like got very far in it together. So she had, again, suggested watching the X-Files. I was like, all right, maybe, but that's nine seasons. <laughs> so let's try to do Twin Peaks real quick, because that's like two and a half seasons, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get through that. And um, then then maybe X-Files. Yeah, I don't know. That's a long show, though. I'd be, um, I feel like I would, I would look up a guide to like, the good x-files stuff because there's some yeah there's some i think there's some garbage in there there's some like, goofy shit in there there's yeah. some goofy shit in there um but, but like I, I can't at the same time that i say that i'm like but what if the goofy shit is funny <laughs> what if i mean what if the goofy shit is the stuff that i want <laughs> yeah it's it's not um it's the i don't know supernatural i don't ever want to like skip episodes even the bad ones just because there's, there's just some charm to it x-files very much always takes itself extremely seriously, especially, I mean, in the early seasons, I think they, they lightened up certainly as, as they went. Um, so some of those like random one-off episodes can definitely not feel like fun times to watch, but yeah. at the same time, you gotta do it. I, uh, I'd be very curious. I watched, I rewatched most of season one and two of Twin Peaks when I got the Blu-ray box set, um, mm-hmm. when that came out and, um, that it holds up extremely well. I was very worried about the second season, um, but yeah. I, ended, I ended up falling off before it gets really bad. But like the first few episodes of the second season weren't even as as bad as I had remembered. Uh, right. Well, they have they have David Lynch for the first couple, and then I guess what they kicked him to the curb, and then yeah, um, yeah, and then made it a soap opera for like fourteen episodes, and then brought him back for the last two episodes or something. Yeah. The the and the last two are fucking incredible. Like it's worth yeah, getting through all of that trash, and then boy. Yeah. The return, man. I can't even. I can't even mm-hmm. express how much I love the artistic thing that is the return. Like the I'm fact excited. that the fact that Showtime was just like, here's a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's absolute insanity. Yeah, like it's just fucking, fucking crazy. 
Oh man. Um, there's a, this is not, I don't even think it would be spoilers, but there's a, um, Oh, what the fuck is that kid's name? Um, the kid that played Scott, Scott Pilgrim. The fuck is that dude's name? Um, uh, oh my God. What is it? Um, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is in that. Is that it? Is that right? Yeah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's in that. And, for like just one scene and he's the most obnoxious person I've ever seen in my life. And I just like <laughs> at the time I was looking at autumn and like, this is fucking miserable. I never want to do this. And like, we finished the episode and like had cocktails and made food and I was saying it again. This is the word. And like every time I've thought about it since then, I've liked it more for some reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, it's one of those things that David Lynch does where like, he'll just do something that you instinctively can't fucking stand. And then you're like, well, I have to, I, I'm now I'm, I, I just can't stop thinking about it. So. Yeah. That's funny. Um, it's the good shit. Yeah. That's the good shit. You want to talk about supernatural? I do. I want to see who is setting off my cameras first. Well, is it bugs? Is it large bugs? No, um, it is not. Okay, cool. Not large bugs, but huge bugs. Just huge bugs. Dude, I had a huge bee in my bedroom. Oh, like right by the window. And I, I think I know how it got in. So like, I wasn't like I was super concerned or anything, but. This huge fucking bee that it was so big that I was like, well, I can't just grab this thing with a napkin. Like, I have to do something about this. Um, I took a giant, uh, the box that went to my Cloud Strife action figure, Jeremy. Okay. And I struck this thing with tremendous force. Oh. But then I lost, I lost the body. <laughs> the corpse was gone and there was nothing I could do about it. And I told Jess, I was like, hey, I don't want you to be alarmed, but there's going to be a giant dead bee somewhere in the bedroom. And I, I don't know where it is. <laughs> we'll find it eventually. But right now, I don't know where it is. Um, I, um and like it's summertime here, so the flies are kind of crazy, and I oh, yeah. I cannot abide a fly in my general vicinity. Like I, Autumn makes fun of me because I will run myself off the road if there's a fly in the car. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Um, so if I'm hanging out anywhere in the front part of the house, which is the most exposed, like I'd usually have a fly swatter around and just mm-hmm. murdering fucking flies left and right you as they come into it. the house, dude. Just you murdering them. Yeah. yeah. You got to make sure they're dead, too, because later on that night, I went back and I was moving the curtains near the window. And um, what do I know? The bee is there and it's alive. Oh, no. Back for vengeance. um, It was weakened. And it it was so large that, like, I felt like I had to have a soul. (laughs) You know what I mean? Is that the thing? Dalai Lama? Yeah, yeah, that's for me. You must must be this big to soul? (laughs) That's right. Is that problematic? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking um, ant, but this giant bee is going to heaven. Fucking ant. This giant bee. That's right. That's right. This thing has been judged on a karmic scale, and it's going to be reborn somewhere. Um, and my actions here are, are going to you know affect that in some way. So anyway, I see the bee, and I struck it again with the Cloud Strife action figure box. Nice. Nice, nice, um, nice. I'm pretty sure I got it this time. <laughs> but again, nobody... <laughs> We had unaware of where it went. We um, had a we had a wasp in the house that flew in through our blinds, um, and it got ooh. behind the blinds. So, like, my smart idea was to um, just shoot the window out, right? <laughs> close the blinds <laughs> so that they were flat against the window, and then just like listen for it to move and just jam my hand against the blinds, oh. hoping I would smush it on the window. And it, as, as you might imagine, it was not extremely successful. <laughs> Bad time. I got I've, stung in the face by a wasp once. No. Um, <laughs> this kid, this it was in high school. And this kid just was like waving his lunchbox around at it, and like 
it went at my face. And I got so mad. I was about to, like, put this kid in the ground. I was pissed at him. I was like, if you weren't fucking around, I wouldn't have been stung in the face. So I don't remember what happened, but I was just, like, outside during lunch period. I was a senior in high school. And at the same time, so I got this fucking welt on my face. And I just see, for some reason, these, these teenage boys just, like, bullying this girl. Uh, which isn't funny. I shouldn't have left. Um, but I just decided I had this fucking wealth on my face. I was so pissed off and I was angry at this kid. So I just went over and like yelled at all these kids and told them to fuck off. They like ran away and like left the girl alone. Oh, I was Jesus. like, fuck yeah. But then I was like, oh shit, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, why did I do this? Like, they were probably just teasing her. Like, uh, they're probably all friends. I don't know. But then later she thanked me in the hallway. So I probably told that story before. Doesn't matter. I'm a hero. I, I wanted to tell you. So. I'm a hero. <laughs> Let's talk about Supernatural. We, uh, we found a dead wasp when I was a kid. Oh. And, and my cousin um, pulled out the stinger. Yikes. And um, I didn't know this was a thing. He like was just joking around and was like, I'm going to sting you with it. And then he stung me with it. And th- that shit was still live. Like nothing, yeah. Just because it was not attached to the wasp doesn't mean it doesn't work anymore. That shit was a literal wasping and it hurt sting and it hurt like fucking hell. Yikes. Yeah. So don't mess around with dead wasp, everybody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And don't mess with high school Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high school Chris is a badass. Watch out. He's really he's really tough. Uh, oh, I don't even have my fucking notes up or anything. We've been just sitting in my here. my size small bright eye shirt, even though I was definitely an XL. <laughs> <laughs> my shirts were so small. Jess wears one of my Smith shirts from high school all the time. That first of all says the world won't listen on it. Relax, Chris. Wow. Um, and second of all, I'm like, who fit in this shirt? It's so fucking small. <laughs> I don't know that I have a single shirt from high school at this point. I just, I have like a, like very, very few. That is one of the very few that I like hung on to because I was such a big Smiths fan in, in college that I kept it around, whatever. I don't know, but call, even college was a long time ago. So <laughs> maybe it's time to let it go. Autumn loves to throw away my old shirts. She's like, you can't wear that anymore. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean that I can't have it anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah just... Autumn, that doesn't mean I don't have nothing to prove. Okay, <laughs> they don't. Anaconda doesn't make that shirt anymore. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can't find a them shirt that looks like that. I can't find Come it. On. Uh, a lot of that stuff too. A lot of, especially from when we first got married, I was, um, I was like, just I was basically an anorexic boy. Like, I'm not, not to, yeah. I shouldn't say that, I, um, but I was, I was a super thin dude because I didn't have proper right. diet and I didn't drink beer, so that was my two things. Um, oh. So none of those shirts, like, it would be like above the belly kind of shirts now, which would be fucking terrible. But so, it, do not Isn't need to crazy wear crazy when you don't drink beer. What your body can do. <sighs> Let's not get into it, man. I'll get too depressed. Let's not get into it. Yeah, Let's we started, we started it. the outtakes on depression, and I guess now we're going to end with alcohol. Back at it. <laughs> so. Last time on Supernatural. Let's do it. <laughs>